I have to wonder if winters are getting longer right now because of the uh, temperatures we're experiencing compared to what we were told when we got into BC. And the reason I have to wonder is because the internet doesn't provide that information anymore. It's uh, saturated with, it's not even just saturated, it's just unbelievable. At first I thought maybe we were shifting into versions of reality where search engines weren't figured out anywhere near the level that they were figured out before in the version of reality I was in or Earth. But uh, sorry to say, I think it's just a lot of uh, censorship in Canada for sure. It's very much like China. We have apparently we have a very tight relationship with China and we're, we're um, selling out uh, telecom. You know the telecom thing that's going on? I guess we're selling out to, to uh, what is it, Hung Wei? Or I can't remember what it is. Wei Hung. <laughs> it's hard to say. I just don't follow this stuff anymore, but it pops up from now and then. I think the United States canned them, and uh, and they wanted Europe to can them too, and they wanted everybody to can them because it's a sort of a spy network, telecom. Anyway, um, so I have to wonder about a lot of things, and that's fine. I mean, I don't, I don't want to live my life on, on the Internet. So we've planned this. I was just responding to a Patreon uh, comment. And uh, we've planned all of this, planned our lives, planned our, uh, our current experiences and the shifts on Earth. Because it's consciousness that's behind it all. That's the wizard behind the curtain. And when I look at it, and I look at the sketches, I'm going to put together... Just off the top of my head, I don't plan this stuff out at all. I have no idea what I'm going to say. Not even, not even a little bit. Other than kind of the direction of where it's going, I guess. The initial sketches that I put out in Wave 1 had to do with a massive tsunami. A lot of earth changes was the very first card, it looks like. First card. I call it a card, like a tarot card. But it was uh, just a sketch. And it shows... Um, I might link to them. It shows the sort of death poppies and what looks like a snake or rocks underground stuff lava pouring or flowing and then the next one is tsunamis it looks like a, a wormwood type of uh, projectile in the air because it's got like a snake going through what i thought was looked like a loaf of bread i had no idea what it was drawing but later on it's, it sort of fit this idea that uh, is talked about but I know we're past the Bible stuff. I mean, the Bible stuff, the uh, all the predictions in the Bible went up with, in flames with the earth that I was on. So I don't suspect I'm repeating the Bible stuff again. I think we're past that. Yeah, I'm going to put up the, the milk splatter, the second milk splatter picture for this. It happened yesterday. Adina got it. It's a little different. And uh, I didn't know that we'd see another one, but it makes sense. Things have changed. Things have reshaped. Now we have a... Uh, a centerpiece that doesn't look like a heart, and we have, I think it's three, I'm not looking at it right now, but three, um, let's say, Earths off to the side very close, and then a couple that have taken off towards the red cup that you see there. So things are, um, looks like the options are slimming down a little bit. Maybe that's, um, maybe it's a good message, I don't know. Maybe it's a milk splatter. Anyway, the first milk splatter was too mind-blowing <laughs> to ignore it, so I'm not ignoring the second one. Let's see what else I was going to say. So we have, in the first wave of sketches, two meteors coming in. And I showed it to a friend of mine. Uh, 
who saw it as twin flames, and I thought, well, that's nice, but that's not what was coming through when I was drawing it. But that doesn't mean meteors are coming to hit us, uh, or that we'd even see them. Because the thing is, is the damage that is seen will be by those who are not shifting at that time. We may all shift. In other words, you have a tsunami coming in, and those who are shifting to a different version of reality may never see the tsunami, but those who do see it will recognize it as the cause of the death of those kind of, uh, you know, that kind of catalyst or that kind of variable that helps facilitate the divergences. But this is what I expect. There was too many things. I mean, hardcore things talking about a massive tsunami off the East Coast of America. Huge. And I saw it in the same vision dream of 911 when uh, that hadn't happened either. Uh, or the Twin Towers. And not only did I see them, I didn't even, I didn't know that they existed. They were, it was, I was told in the Vision Dream it was a World Trade Center. I'd never heard of it. I was excited because I was in business and making products. And I thought, that sounds like an interesting place, a World Trade Center. You could go there and meet all kinds of people. And Because I was thinking of what I knew in Toronto, which was a sort of a place where sellers got together in a very big area with food. <clears throat> and I was in food business too. So anyway, we have the tsunami, the earthquakes, the meteors, and I'm mentioning that. And you have the virus or whatever, um, yeah, the coronavirus, which is getting people locked down and isolated in a sense, uh, as though it would be the perfect preparation if, uh, let's say, there were people in the know who felt something was going to happen, like the ring of fire. It's not that hard to predict. And running uh, scenarios like they did, or not scenarios, but running, um, can't even think of the word, uh, test firing the whole scenario, you know, how it would play out or roll out. Anyway, uh, like they did with the virus. I think Bill Gates did one. And simulation, that's the word. And uh, if, they had, if you have a simulation, let's say it's a meteor, or you have massive tsunamis, or whatever the case is, it's a lot easier to manage if you don't have people uh, moving around. In other words, they're getting prepared. They're sort of, they've got a little bit of extra food and water or whatever. Who knows what's going on? I don't know. That's just a version of reality, right? If I buy into that, I'll get it. Um, I might get it anyway. I might never see it. Uh, but we are, uh, just for reference, we're going to pick up uh, an extra few things. Uh, for, you know, like a couple of water because we'll need it when we hit the... We hit the uh, fields of central Canada again. And uh, so extra water. What else was I going to get? It's a list of things that I needed to get. You know, to just be, essentially, we're going to be living away from the city anyway. So what we would need to sort of get by for about a month is what we're going to have. And uh, I'm just sharing it on on here. It's not a survivalist thing. There's no no question about that. This is about bringing communities together. So we would be part of, if something happened, we would be part of those who get together to, um, you know, make things work or fix things again. Um, what else? So the, I just wanted to talk about that because this storm that is coming, it's here already, really. I mean, it's very real. It's happening. There's no question about it. It's not that we need to be in fear, but it's not, I don't think it's functional to be completely ignorant of everything that's going on we're in a massive change so it makes sense to uh, see things that way and just not be afraid of it because it's this whole the magic behind this whole thing is the idea of staying in the eye in the center and allowing all of the things that are going to happen to 
happen around us. They're not going to hit us. But, uh, yeah, it's just good to <clears throat> understand the reality of what's going on. Just because we're not going to get hit by anything doesn't mean we shouldn't be aware of what's happening. So what else is happening? Totally disconnected. Uh, just, resp you know, responding to that one post, um, I decided to talk about this a little further. Uh, that's it. There's really nothing else going on. I was trying to think of, uh, see, there's nothing on the, <clears throat> when you look at reality as being a reflection of what you're buying into, then it doesn't make much sense to dwell on the drama. If you know things are unfolding and there's just too many reasons as to why I understand the things, why I understand that to be true, um, that I would share that perspective because it's part of the change. And this is the year where a lot of changes happen. I mean, I can't imagine, you know, if I really wanted to get into it, I would have all kinds of stuff to talk about. I could talk about, like I, I was trying to see what major businesses were affected by the coronavirus. And the only thing I can get are these soft little stories like Walt Disney will have, you know, they're going to shut down for a little while and stuff. They don't talk about the fact that shutting down for just a day is a catastrophe for these companies. They work with such high... Uh, volume, their economy of scale is so big that uh, one day has a huge impact. They work with profit, net profit of whatever, three and a half percent, like a visa or anybody. And you start cutting into that with a full day. In other words, you, you know, I don't want to get into it, but you have costs that you have to pay every day, whether it's uh, employees or just operation, not even operations if you have to shut it down, but fixed costs. You have to pay mortgages and banks and loans and overhead, heat, electricity, all of the things you have to pay. And then if you shut down for a day, you know, you're, you're going to hurt. You shut down for a month, you're really going to hurt. A lot of businesses, and it, the pressure's been on for a long time, right? Um, even 2008, that first hardcore recession, um, that didn't go away necessarily. Uh, you know, the thing, pe things changed. People changed, habits changed. Everything changed, but it got harder. The external variables got harder. I, it's just, I don't know. I don't want to get into all this stuff, but uh, it's just messy. It's like a great big bowl of messy. And uh, when we get to the other side of this, if you think about the lack of, of travel, what that hits, tourism, airs, air flight, all that stuff, uh, the food that is perched, the food that is rolled onto cruise ships, um, by pallet and pallet and pallet loads. I watched what it, what it takes to feed, like, what is it, 36,000 people um, a day? Can you get that many on a cruise ship? Fuck, I don't know, but it was an incredible amount of food they're rolling in, you know, more than any sort of local grocery store. And all that, all those suppliers, all of those people who put that food together, just, just a standstill through so many industries and the impact of that, because you have the first level industry, or you have the first, the directly affected, but then there's all kinds of people that feed off of that, the indirectly. Um, it's like Yukon, where they talk about, I think, what government is 40% or whatever the hell it is, employment. And I just laugh. It's, if they weren't here, there'd be nobody here. They'd be First Nations here, and they'd probably be pretty fucking happy about that. But that's what I mean. Everything 
everything is sort of functioning off that money supply. So I would expect that the light workers who were displaced and felt homeless and there was no opportunities and shit like that, you were lucky and I'm lucky because we're sort of prepared uh, far more than most people who, you know, their lifestyle involves getting up and heading off to the nearest coffee shop for a coffee and then off to work to do whatever they're doing. But their life is, is in s such a routine that is going to be, I think, shaken to the, to the core. There just won't be a routine. And, and if you look at how people live, they're a month away from going bankrupt or a month away from not being able to pay the rent or whatever. In other words, the amount of savings that people have is pretty close to nothing, at least in Canada. It, you know, it's not very good. So I don't know where this heads, really. I never really... I guess the storm itself could be so big that none of that will matter. Um, or there's things in place coming in, you know, that'll fall into place. But this was no accident. I mean, that's the version of reality that I'm seeing, this virus. It seems to have been... Um, I mean, it, it, it leaves a facility and lands in a local food market. Somebody was paid to put it there, didn't just go there. That's my opinion. And, and that it would spread the way it is, that the media would jump in. There's different agendas at work, you know, don't let an emergency go to waste. So even those who didn't participate or organize it, and we're going to find out, but those who didn't um, participate are still going to try to make lots of money from it. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I don't know who is behind it all exactly, but I would have a feeling it's those who have uh, wielded a lot of control over the years. But then I think there's, uh, you know, the, the sort of good guys would be able to use this as well in order to uh, play out whatever they need to play out. I've heard different stories, you know, this is a great time to arrest people or this is... Um, a good time for whatever. I don't, I really don't know. I'm just, once I understood getting out of conspiracy made all the sense in the world that it, you were just aligning with versions of reality you didn't want to be in and just let them go like a bad relationship was the smartest move to make. I sort of, my f sort of thumb came off the pulse of everything that was sort of going on. And I'm, I'm glad because I haven't given it a second thought really, but as I look just from a zoomed out perspective and maybe that's, that's not a bad place to be at this point. I would say that if you're looking at the corruption, that sort of deep-rooted, deep-state corruption that has been going on for decades or longer, I mean, it's longer, but let's say just the modern-day corruption, 100 years or so, uh, if you're just, yeah, if you're just, what were they getting to? So if you're just looking at the corruption side of things, everything that they do is self-exposing because you, there's just no way to keep a secret with instant global communication. Cer and certainly not even among the deep state who love to make money off of anything, even their own destruction. So we're going to find out who did this because on the upside, this isn't the good guys launching a virus. Uh, that's just too far out of integrity. This is the bad guys launching a virus and, uh, and it's going to backfire. I mean, it's already shutting down globalism in a big way. You're not going to recover from that quickly. You put everybody in fear. You've got a, a very, you've got a lot of, like the animals I put up in the last video, these are new animals to me. And uh, obviously people who don't experience the Mandela effect are fully 
you know, they're aware of all of these animals. I mean, who wouldn't be in the mountains and trees? Um, they're already, yeah, aware of that stuff, but these are new. And so we're coming into, and somebody else had mentioned, um, you know, the eagle or eagles or bald eagle, just endangered species that are no longer endangered. And uh, it speaks to the same thing. We're coming into versions of reality where the animals that are of that vibration that match that environment, that, that um, reality will be there. And the ones that won't will be expiring, they'll be leaving. We'll see different trees. We'll see different everything. And we are, we're coming into it all the time, different versions of us. So the virus, I suspect it's got different uh, realities too, weak to strong. And we'll probably, we'll probably see, I mean, the way the diversions work, it's those who move die in that sense. You know, this is the physical separation. So those who move die, in which case, you know, the, uh, and the, those who move die uh, to us and those who move die to them. So we're going to see, I, I don't know, what is, I just, I don't want to spend a lot of time trying to paint a picture you can already figure out, but essentially the virus will weaken for everybody as we move forward. That makes sense. But in the meantime, the virus will play that part of the role that it's going to play as a, a facilitating the divergence along with what I think are probably, I don't, why would I draw meteors? Um, and Wormwood specifically was, you know, there was more than one meteor. So it's probably a meteor. Maybe that's what causes a tsunami. Um, I don't know. I don't want to put visions in people's heads. I'm not, I'm just <clears throat> discussing the different things that sort of happen to make me think one thing or another. So the meteors, the, um, tsunami earthquakes and tsunami earthquakes. I didn't see the virus at all. I had no idea that that was going to roll out. Um, and probably other things I don't have a clue or, and nobody has a clue, whatever they may be, but this sort of lockdown, why would, I mean, think about it. I mean, the things are locked down and that's playing a role. That's part of what's going on for what's going to happen. And what would happen would be something that would make people want to blow the borders apart or to go after somebody, you know, in other countries. I'm not sure, but we're going to get information that's, it's going, that it, it will make sense that people are locked in to wherever they are. Uh, and why is it that, the, you know, the sort of deep state needs the borders blown up for, apart from obvious reasons, and now completely the opposite is to shut them all down. I don't know, as a backup plan or whatever the case is. Uh, they want control, and maybe they want people prepared. I really don't know. It's, it's really interesting. Plus the reality shifts, it's hard to say. I'm sure... Uh, We've had things happen we're not even aware about, like the destruction of the old earth. Um, we just don't get to see everything. It's why we have to be in the flow of this. It's why it's surrender is what makes sense. Don't anchor to things that are fearful. Even if uh, a meteor hit, it might be something we never see. It's just enough for uh, the others to see something play out where when we go missing, it makes sense. Todd speaks about that in his videos. Maybe I'll link to them for people that don't know about Todd. He hasn't put anything up for a long time, but he talked about the divergence being facilitated by natural disasters. And, and I've seen them, so I kind of related to that. I mean, I sort of had that experience. But the thing is, when I saw the tsunami, it was so fucking big. I mean, it was just massive. 
that it looked like it was standing still. And the entity that was with me, talking to me, it was telepathic, was showing it to me and giving me some sort of perspective on timing. Um, the timing I saw for it was in a fall because there was seaweed on the beach, but also it was around a, peri a period of time where somebody was already dead or somebody was dead and they weren't dead when I saw I had the vision, but they're dead now. Uh, and the people that were preparing along the beach for the tsunami were putting up little sand bars as though they were, there was a tsunami coming in, but it wasn't very big. They weren't seeing what I was seeing, which meant there was different realities at play. Certainly in hindsight, that's what it meant. Uh, that's what it looked like. Different realities at play. I was seeing something that would wipe everything out. The fucking island wouldn't even be there. This was on Prince Edward Island it was coming towards. The island wouldn't have been there anymore. I mean, it might have been there, but there'd be nothing on it. it I mean, I looking at it, it was so tall, I figured I would have, you know, when we sort of lived there, knowing that that might be coming in, we decided, uh, I decided to, you'd have about a six-hour notice if La Palma went into the ocean. And uh, that wave of becoming at the speed of a jet airplane. So I figured we might, if I got an early enough warning, we would be, we could make it to Fredericton and get out of the way of it. But I suspect a lot of people, I suspect there's one coming into the West Coast too, because a lot of people saw that. As well at the time that I was seeing, what I was seeing, people were seeing a West Coast tsunami. And there was talk about meteors hitting in around the, uh, the Caribbean or something like that. Hard to say, but I mean, this is a storm, right? A perfect storm, let's say, or a very big storm. Which, And you've got, like I say, it's all playing out. We've planned it. We plan it together uh, from a higher level. And we're, so we're planning the divergence. And the divergence means that we need uh, physical separation. And that physical separation is playing out this year. So we have this lockdown of the virus, locking people down in place so they, they're, they're not... I guess, running for the hills, maybe. I don't know. I mean, what are they thinking? Because I guess everybody will be running away, running to safe, running to safety somehow. And it would be chaos. It would be like, what is it, uh, World War Z or the zombie thing? I can't remember. You know, the the movies were... I, I mean, when I when 911 went down, I was in Whitehorse, and uh, everybody was so panicked, the dorm I was in almost burned down. They, I mean, they got people out of there so fast, they left the stove on. And then they got everybody lined up outside on a football field directly under the un a plane that was coming in under an emergency um, warning or something to the airport. And they had snipers out there on the roof, so it was, you know, everybody was in panic. But the people were blowing the traffic lights in town. Everybody was just threw away rational um, thinking and, uh, and got into this hardcore stupidity stupidity. Certainly those wearing the vests of power or authority were acting weird. As though the, I don't know, as though they mattered and nothing else did or something. I don't know. I just got it in my car and left. They said I wasn't allowed to do that and fuck that. By the look of everything that was going on, it looked pretty boring anyway. But I went in town and saw the people blowing the lights and, uh, and that was, there was nothing going on. So imagine if something is going on, you'd have all kinds of shit going down. So I guess they'd want to have, they want to quiet things down first, lock things in first. If they're aware of something that is coming. And a lot of people are. Certainly the powers that be that have access to all the tools would know one way or the other. There's a lot of people that follow earthquakes, the ring of fire, objects in space. 
Um, and you can't buy into anything. You can't go online and look to see if anybody's seeing anything because there's so much bullshit in there. You can't buy in or believe even the authorities because the even you know the sign everything is co-opted. It's it's just been taken over in order to control populations. You just there's nothing there that I would ever bet on. Mainstream media all the way to the intergovernmental panel on climate change that's telling us it's warming up when I'm freezing my fucking ass off. You know, it's a good thing. Um, it's a good thing I'm in BC and not somewhere else. But this winter, I mean, I'm, I'm aware it gets longer. It's a year. It becomes a month longer each uh, as we step further into this. So it's, you know, it's kind of fooling people. They think, oh, well, it's not that cold here in January or February. But they're, what they're not realizing is the colder temperatures are pushed ahead by about a month. And so it's confusing. And then there's places that are really warm. And so we get cherry-picked data because we're in the extremes at this point. But then that all sort of falls into the grand solar minimum because that's what's going on. I mean, that's, fuck, it's just mind-blowing that this, that I'm in this reality where the, the, the globe, those can, there's people who control the globe and the flow of information. It's bizarre. Uh, on a later note, um, it's really cool. After three years of forming and reforming the, this is about Julian homeschool, forming and reforming the uh, subjects that she studied. We've got something that's just amazing. We've just learned so fast and things she likes. She's even learning law, uh, a little bit of law by playing, you know, law games and things like that. And she has an interest. She might want to be a judge. So isn't that cool? Uh, I mean, these things can change, but based on her passion, animals and being a judge to... Uh, bring a little more integrity to the world down the road. <laughs> you know, it's pretty cool. So you got the kids um, kind of knowing what they want to do. They come in with a passion that's clear and it's not being interrupted. Then they're going to follow it. So she might get into being uh, working with animals in some amazing way because she knows every kind of animal. It's one of the reasons I put up the last video is she's seeing things that just weren't there. She knows all kinds of animals. She's way more than I know. And, uh, but even she, I mean, she, I remember when she found out that George didn't have a tail and he always had a tail and then she pointed out George didn't have a tail. And then we, you know, and I'm thinking, well, at some point she's probably going to think she, George never had a tail and it was just sort of a, you know, a wrong memory or something like that. And we started to talk about it and she said, yeah, you know, maybe George never had a tail. And I'm thinking, holy fuck, here it is. Now, is that reality reflecting what I was thinking? Or, you know, is this the version I'm getting or is this, uh, is she really at that point where when things go away long enough, you have to wonder whether they ever existed? Because we know that that's the, that's the physics of um, the field of consciousness. Once you move far enough away from a frequency, it just disappears. It doesn't exist. It's no longer there. That's why you sort of have to follow your the more passionate moments when they happen, if you put them off, it's kind of like being a child and playing with toys, dinky toys or whatever they are, little cars later on, you wouldn't bother doing that and your interests change, but that's because your frequency is changing in a linear way as the human grows up, but it also changes um, as we do pick and choose the version of reality we want by the things that we choose to buy into, the things we feel that are safe. And uh, and it's funny, you know, we, we choose to believe uh, so strongly in things that are fearful instead of believing in our higher potentials. 
it's uh, you know it's it's still a it's still faith faith in our fear instead of faith in our truth, and that's this sort of this evolutionary shift out of that. That's why it's great to teach kids to follow their passion, because then they can see it works. If it doesn't work, then it doesn't work, but it does work, which means by the time they hit grade 12, they know even if things start to go sideways because their life is planned one way or the other or whatever, they're here to do one thing or another, they realize that this is not bad luck. This is not life pushing against me or whatever. This is strictly I need to go in a new direction, but they still follow their passion. And then they'll teach that to their kids, and they'll tell two friends and so on and so on. <laughs> I remember that commercial. Anyway, just going on about anything and everything here. I should put this up. Maybe. Uh, still, this is sort of the disconnected version of things. So anyway, it's under 30 minutes. Let's see. I'll figure it out. Uh, so, yeah, I would um, don't buy into the fear, but don't be totally unprepared for things like not being able to move around too much because it's already happening, right? I mean, it's not like it's, this is we're not talking about conspiracy or or prepper or whatever it is, survivalist. We're just saying be smart and um, be prepared to work with your community when things do fall apart. You don't want to be in the reality where everybody runs to the hills as a survivor and hides in their cabin with their gun pointed out the window. There would be people like that. Um, and they'll get the reality that they're choosing. So on a higher note, it's a beautiful day. It looks 5D sky out there, big white bright sun. The very reflective... Uh, look so we might be coming in further into higher vibrational reality or maybe it's just spring but it is a white sun versus a yellow one the whiter the sun the more high definition the more high vibrant colors the uh, clearer the skies at least that's my experience i seem to be in a version of earth where skies are clearer so keep your eye on the sky and the sun and use it as a barometer potentially as to where you are the longer you stay in the now the more progress you're making. That would be the barometer. And I'll talk to you later.